Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl podcast. I am your host, Kristen. My sister recently told me about an interesting chat that she had with her teenage son. One morning before school, he pulled her aside and in a serious tone with a serious look on his face, he told her, I'm seeing him again. He's a teenage boy. So, of course, there was no further elaboration. Naturally curious what in the world he was talking about. She asked, who? <laughs> and he replied, the man in my room. He sat on my bed last night. I touched him with my foot and his skin was hard. His face looks like it's made of rocks. This was an unexpected answer. My sister asked, you're seeing him again? <laughs> he nodded. And then he whispered, and mom, he doesn't have any eyes. But enough about that. How was your guys' weekend? Do anything fun? I hope it was grand. I hope it was Fabulous. <laughs> Today's guest also has seen a rather strange creature that he still can't quite make heads or tails of to this day. He joins us to share his story. We also get into a really cool discussion about paranormal investigation and the paranormal team that he founded out of Ontario and his paranormal talk radio program. My guest has been on the hunt for answers for a very long time. I shall bring forth our chat following this word from today's sponsor. Ladies, today we are brought to you by Santa's number one helper, Manscaped. This holiday season, go beyond the boring gifts and stuff those stockings with something he actually needs. Introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra from Manscaped, the ultimate below the waist trimmer designed to treat his special snowflake. Gift the joy of smoothness. Slay the holidays with 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code PNG. Remember, ladies, it's a gift for him and you. Lee and I recently decorated our Christmas tree. You know what hanging up those shiny round ornaments reminds me of? Christmas joy. A season of peace. The spirit of giving. Give someone the gift of their very own shiny round ornaments this year with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra Trimmer. Throw in a dose of Christmas magic with some crop soother aftershave lotion and some crop preserver anti-chafe deodorant. Oh, look, there's still some room under the tree. He will soon understand the reason for the season when you hand him a brand new pack of Manscaped Boxers 2.0 equipped with moisture wicking technology and their signature jewel pouch to carry his new shiny round ornaments around with comfort and care. And he will think, boy, 
she really loves her some sparkling, smooth Christmas ornaments. Yes, you do, ladies. You really do. So get 20% off and free shipping with code PNG at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when using code PNG. His balls will be singing. Baby, it's cold outside. And see. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, you guys, be sure that you stay until the end of today's episode. I have got a very special Christmas end of year listener appreciation giveaway announcement to make. I am already excited for whoever wins. All right. My guest is the host and producer of the longtime running live paranormal talk radio show, Nocturnal Frequency Radio. Now in its 16th season, you can catch those weekly broadcasts on YouTube, Twitch, and the New Visions radio network. My guest also regularly investigates the vast unknown and is the mind behind the Southern Ontario Paranormal Society, which has been researching, investigating, and documenting the mysterious since 1996. Please enjoy my conversation with Steve Janier. Wow. Um, Steve Janier. Um I'm I, I I've been investigating and researching the paranormal of God since I can remember. I think uh well ninety-six I guess was when I uh professionally if you want expertise, I don't know, whatever. However, yeah, is there really any I don't know, experts, not really. <laughs> but um I'm still learning. I'm I'm still in school, if you will. Um because I had some experiences when I was younger and uh, a good friend of mine passed away uh, fairly, fairly young. And I, I just wanted to sort of explore and say, Hey, look at this is, there's something really going on. And I wanted to know what it was and I wanted to be realistic about it. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, sure you, you hear about all the ghost stories and all the legends and myths and, and you know the haunted tales and you know so on and so on but i felt that there was a sense of realism um more to it uh than just the stories you know i, I think uh i think what it was probably more than human uh the human aspect of of of, of the paranormal we all like to think that you know the afterworld and dead loved ones and um, disembodied souls. And, you know, I just, I felt there was more to it than that. And, um, and again, with a, you know, with a film background and I wanted to sort of incorporate it all as, and to document um, and, and present it. And I mean, I just um, felt that there, there needed to be a, a more realistic sort of approach than, I mean, when, when, when I started, I, yeah, there was TV shows, but not like there is today. Um, my, my, my view is always a grassroots, you know, 
going out, getting your hands dirty and, 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 you know, using the chalk, you know, using the chalk when you're look at, uh, you know, uh, I want to like, see if uh, something disturbs that chalk line, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. never really happened, but you know, <laughs> I mean, things like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, put mm-hmm. tr- trigger item on a, on a, on a gravestone and see if it moves or, you know, whatever, just small little things to experiment and research with. I mean, that was me. That's, uh, and document it, right? Always document. I, I felt that if 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 I didn't document it, I was missing things, and I didn't want to do that. So, right. but yeah, um, so yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's where that began, and um, you know, eventually, obviously, uh, forming Southern Ontario Paranormal Society, uh, like-minded people who um, go out there, and um, you know, most people will say, "Look for ghosts." No, it's it's nothing to, nothing of the sort. It's it's never about looking for ghosts. It's looking to find, if anything, things that we can't explain. Right. You know, things that we can't explain. First, go in there and explain what you can explain, and then that little bit left over. That's what you want to zero in on, and that's what we that's what we do, and that's what we did, and. Um, I, th- I like to think we've been kind of successful. I, I mean, we've had some success in, in finding some some very uh, unique sort of aspects that I, I I will never say evidence because I mean we really don't know. Um, science may explain it one day, and that's the thing. I, I mean, it's outside it's out, outside our current understanding, our current scope of understanding through science. So I mean, science is always growing too. So I mean, hey. Um, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, though, because as an outsider, and I have seen and heard some of your guys's pieces of evidence, I would call it evidence, it's evidence of something, um, mm-hmm. both both you and Alex seem a bit unassuming about its how profound these pieces of evidence are, like, sincerely, some of the things you've shown me, for instance, the ball, the ball capture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm blew my mind creepy i i don't know how to explain it i could watch it over and over and over again and listeners it is it's it's a uh, one of the recent clips i believe on the facebook page and i'll i'll link it below for them to check it out mm-hmm. but totally incredible incredible evidence and you know it, it's i i on one hand i i really do appreciate a level of skepticism to this mm-hmm. um but at the same time, like you guys are just so unassuming about it. It's like, well, yeah, we caught, you know, we caught this very unexplainable piece of evidence. But yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's changed. I I mean, again, like a lot of things, um, you know, you, you mature when you've been doing when you've been researching and investigating the paranormal um, for as amount of time as I have been now. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, I'll be honest when, when we first, uh, discovered that piece of evidence, if you will, I I was like, wow, I was blown away, blown away. I mean, like how it it just doesn't make any sense. There was, there was nobody there, nothing there. Um, and, and the location where it was taken was, uh, I think it was August. It was early August. It was, I think it was like 104 Fahrenheit. Ooh, stagnant. It was like yep. an oven in that place. It was just brutal. And so, I mean, 
scientifically, there just wasn't anything that could explain the reason why that ball was moving. I mean, the, the floor was level. We, we, we tested everything. The mm-hmm. floor was level. Uh, to top it off, we put that ball on a quarter. It sat on a quarter. And then we put a little chalk circle. I mean, you can't see that stuff in the video, obviously, but there was a chalk circle there around the quarter. So if the ball moved, it, it would kind of scuffle the chalk uh, circle a little bit. Um, and, you know, we had a couple or sorry, one one camera tra- trained on it in that room. And, you know, but we go back and, and check up, up on it to make sure if the ball had moved or whatever. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. And then, you know, we packed up, we, you know, we, we made our way home and then we sat up for another, God, I don't know, four or five hours going through uh, video footage. And then all of a sudden, wow. Okay. Wait a sec here. This does not make sense. And, you know, just like poking through it, every bit of it, you know, frame by frame by frame. and. I, you know, I came up, I'm, I'm like, okay, wait a sec. We, we have to, we have to sync this up. There, there, there has to be something else going on here other than the ball moving. Yeah. So I'm looking at the, 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 the timeline. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking at the timeline with all their audio. We had taken audio in a room just next door to where the ball was. And I'm shifting through all this, you know, audio. And then all of a sudden, bang. We have audio of what sounds like a little boy answering a question about a ball, <laughs> you know, and it's, just, this is, this is incredible. Yeah. This is just so incredible. And, but over time, it's not that I've, I've, I've become more skeptical about it. I've always been skeptical. You have to be skeptical. You have to have that sense of healthy skepticism. And you have to have a thick skin when you present people this kind of stuff because people will pick it apart and rightfully so, because when you're making these claims, people will just jump all over you. Mm -hmm. And if you can't handle, if you can't handle that, you shouldn't be doing this. Honestly, I've had some pretty vicious attacks in my lifetime here doing this, but you know what? That's fine. I understand. But you know what? scrutinize it please do so i i i I really do i i i welcome all scrutiny uh with with this kind of stuff so i mean i i guess it's not so much that um it doesn't excite me like it used to i think i'm a little bit more hardened now because of all that okay you know over the years so i mean i do get i do get excited when i get some new stuff (laughs) (laughs) well actually Uh, i I, i'll uh i'll show you after we're done recording if uh, you have some time to hang around but actually i loaded up a couple of evps that we captured at a recent um uh lockdown i guess you could say a real old building and you know i i was very excited when i found them at first and then the more i listened to them the more i listened to them i i did feel myself getting more and more skeptical like no it it has to be explained some other way it has to be um you know it's too good it's too clear it's got to be something else so you know like you know like i said i i I do appreciate that that skeptical take and i i do agree with you like you have to be uh 
skeptical even of your own evidence and and welcome the scrutiny uh, so that then at the end of it all, if you really got something unexplainable, it's just that much more, you know, mm -hmm. just profound. And I mean, I mean, if you're thinking it, think it, because I'll tell you right now, somebody else is going to be thinking about it. Right. Yeah. So even if you don't, somebody's going to approach you about that and it's sometimes throw you, throw you for a living going, oh, wait a sec. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Because there's always <laughs> something. This is what I mean about always, like always learning, um, always uh, I, I, I'm not an expert. I, I never will claim to be. I mean, I just don't think there are experts. I don't, you know, maybe people who might be a little professional about mm -hmm. how they do things. That's, that's fine. But honestly, how can you be an expert in a field that we really know little about? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's why we're doing this, you know, mm -hmm. um, well, let's see, uh, l let's talk a little bit about I do want to get to a, a story that uh, mm -hmm. I, I wanted you to come on today to to tell us. Uh, very mm -hmm. strange indeed. But uh, before we do that, I really wanted to introduce my audience, if they have not had the pleasure yet, of listening to your radio program, Nocturnal Frequency Radio. Um, can you give us just a little a little history on that show, like uh, the origins, how you met up with Alex? Just uh, mm -hmm. inter introduce us all to it. Well, um Again, we, we, we had a chat uh, beforehand uh, about a show that I used to listen to. Uh, I, I, I had made friends in the, in the paranormal community and um, I, you know, through, through working in film and, and doing a little bit of radio and stuff like that, I uh, started um, uh, co-producing a radio show uh, called the Laura Moon uh, Show. Uh, which uh, eventually went on to be called uh, Full Moon Radio. Uh, sadly, Laura's no longer with us, but um, she, uh, I was helping her out with guests uh, that I, people I knew, uh, you know, both in film and, um, you know, in the paranormal and bringing them on and arranging that and helping her out with some uh, creative creativity and, and, and all that. And I said to myself, wow, you know, I, I love doing this. Why don't I just do my own show? You know, so I, you know, I, I explored that a little bit, and I originally I was going to do just maybe something kind of like another show that we talked about, ghostly talk. You know, mm -hmm. you know, go on an investigation, come on and and talk about it, and share your experience with people. But then I go. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want to copy that. So I, I, I just want to talk about the paranormal as a whole. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I looked at the, you know, the routes I could take. And uh, in the beginning, it was uh, myself and uh, a, a person. Uh, well, my co-host was a girl named Kate in the beginning who was uh, there for the first uh, two or three episodes. And then uh, unfortunately she was unable to do it uh, any longer, but uh, I, I just went out on my own. I just, Hey, this is cool. Um, and then after about a year, about a year of doing the show by myself, I think it was what 2009, something like that. Yeah. 2009 um, Alex, who Alex Rondini, who had been um, calling into the show, um, 
and you know and asking questions and and at the time he had been running an easing called um uh phantom easy who he was writing about the paranormal so i said yeah you know him and i met at a uh what was called like the gathering here in in um in toronto and uh we just did it off we were just like hey man this is and we we kind of knew each other obviously from him calling into the show and all that but you know we we, we talked and we talked and said hey man how how would you like to come on and co-host with me on nocturnal frequency radio he's like yeah that'd be cool and yeah it's uh it's been um yeah it's been fun ever since like i said since about 2009 i, I believe he came on for the first time and we've been doing it together since then yeah well you, your your guys's energies are just so great you mesh well good choice <laughs> well yeah you guys so so you uh your network is new visions radio uh you guys stream it on youtube and twitch i believe i'm just twitch, kind of throwing yeah. out places people can catch mm -hmm. it you guys are in your 16th season that's yeah, crazy 16. it's crazy cool 16. but yeah yeah i've been at it for a while and uh you know throughout the years you guys have had some really notable guests on the show oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what what, what were yeah. some of your most just memorable like you think back and you're like yeah that was cool well I, I mean people that you never thought you'd ever have on the show um stanton freeman uh was probably one um that was wow uh, we were both in awe uh that he agreed to come on the show at at the time um and you know just you know just having a chat with him about you know all the various things about you know roswell and all that kind of stuff is like this 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 is this is the guy mm -hmm. this is the guy that broke it yeah you know like wow he's on our show but uh he was very professional and, and uh super nice guy and uh you know i wish we had him on again but unfortunately you know he passed away but um great probably one of my fondest memories yeah. um there's just so many there's just so many uh people that we've had on throughout the years um you know i i, I want to probably give out uh, a special shout out to somebody who who really affected uh both myself and alex became a really good friend of the show and and she had uh, no longer with us but uh that's uh writer uh, chris holly um she was phenomenal uh she was on the show so many times in the early years and she brought so much uh and we learned so much from her um and she uh she really i guess kind of really helped us define the show mm -hmm. um so yeah I, I can't uh i i would like to say obviously uh that was an integral part of uh the his our history i suppose you know yeah yeah well yeah, yeah it's it's incredible I, I truly just have enjoyed every guest that you always learn so much um mm -hmm. and uh i don't know how you guys do that though you you're streaming for like two hours <laughs> every uh time you're up there that's a that's a i i wouldn't have it in me <laughs> yeah i i mean it was worse before i mean we started oh. we we in the beginning for the first god i don't know first 10 years first 12 years of the show we were i think yeah we we about 12 years for the first 12 years we were broadcasting uh we'd start at uh, 11 p.m eastern standard time 
and go till 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. But let me tell you, we, we, uh, I, I, I'm sure I'll get them out of the archives, but we had some, some pretty interesting calls. (laughs) (laughs) Paranormal in the middle of the night. We're going to get some really wild calls. Oh yeah. (laughs) Art Bell up in this place. Um, oh, we we had our J, we had our version of JC call the show as well. Oh my God, did we ever? <laughs> it's mm. fun though. It's fun, and you get to know it those is. Uh, you know characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, just just one more question on that, and then and then I really want to get to your story here. Um, yeah. This isn't this isn't the only thing that you and Alex do together. You know, uh, SOPs. You guys also uh, investigate together, but uh, you guys are uh, working on a documentary. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Alex is uh, like, I, I guess I, he's, he's like an honorable member of SOPS. He's, he's like, I just say that because I thought want- I was watching the yeah. remain footage and I yeah. was like, oh, I know uh, that. Alex, <laughs> Alex, do you want to come out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, he, he's kind of like, he's a, he's a fixture with SOPS. He is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but we're working on, we've been working on a documentary called the dark woodlot mm-hmm. and, um, it's 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 been it's been uh quite the ride because i i I mean it's it's a unique little place that has a pack it's packed full of interesting aspects but it's just uh, to to get what we need it's 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 been yeah it's been trying we're getting there though almost done okay well when can we expect to watch it I'm hoping, I'm hoping probably, you know, I, 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 we were, I was hoping to have it out October 31st. We were going to premiere, but unfortunately needed more footage. I'm looking probably mid next year. Okay. Okay. I'm hoping. Awesome. Well, keep my fingers crossed (laughs) for you and I will look forward to it. Can't wait to watch. Been hearing all about it. On that, uh, let's let's shift gears here a little bit. Um, so mm-hmm. you mentioned you had had some prior, you know, prior to getting into investigating, prior to the show, you had had some some personal experiences. Um, you told me a really strange story one time when I was mm-hmm. on your show, and I'm not sure exactly how I would classify this thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I would, I, I might call it a, a strange cryptid of sorts. Uh, would yeah. you, would yeah. you tell my audience that story? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was uh, working night shift. Uh, this is what, back in two thousand three, something like that. I don't know. I was working. I was working uh, night shift, and I was. I left work, um, and I walked. I walked. I was walking home. And, uh, you know, I was walking down this road and approaching a bridge and the bridge was split into two, you know, uh, a separate bridge for each direction and a grassy knoll, of course, when it made its way to the bank, sort of the hillside. And as I'm walking, approaching this to the, you know, up to this bridge, I noticed on the other side, what looked like maybe, um, coyote or 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 something like that a a dog or or whatever um crossing the road and then you know what making its way to this to the to the grassy knoll where a tree stood in the middle 
and it stopped. And, you know, me, I, I just, I stopped, I, you know, observing, keeping an eye on this thing. Okay. What, what is it? You know, it's, it's coyote. I'm just going to take my time and let them take off, so to speak. And, um, all of a sudden, uh, this thing stood up on its hind legs and, um, I just, I just had a scratching my head moment going, okay, that's odd. Um, okay. It's just going to drop back down and take off. Uh, we must've had a standoff for about a good eight to 10 minutes before this thing decided to drop down and then walk to the my side of the road and then back down underneath the bridge. And at the, at the time, you know, when this thing was standing on its hind legs, I'm, I'm looking at this thing going, what the hell is this? Okay. And, and I had all these animals that are in this area or in that area at the time, uh, man, mangy, you know, maybe a sick bear. There's no bear in this area. None, not like that. Um, um, and, and yeah, sure. Canines can do that, but not for that long. Right. You know, they're up and then they're down within, uh, you know, a couple, not even a minute. And the head was very small, just, and um, it just, I just couldn't make any sense. Heads or tails of this thing. This is not right. Um, and I'd, I'd probably say about five, roughly about five feet in height when it was standing. When fully standing. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I, I went up to the tree uh, after the fact to look, you know, kind of reference the height, uh, judging by the tree that was in the back behind this, this, this creature and, um, couldn't make, couldn't figure it out. So anyways, you know, I, obviously I just, uh, I put it in the back of my mind for a few years and then, um, you know, I started doing the radio show and, um, I started talking with, um, Chris Hawley. And she, she had been writing for uh, UFO uh, Digest at the time. And she says, you know, because I kind of mentioned the story on a show she was on. And she, she said, can we talk after the show? I, I want to I get the story. I said, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, she, you know, I, I, I called her up after the show. And uh, she was asking me all, you know, about the logistics and the details and all this kind of stuff. And I, I gave it to her. And she, it, uh, it, uh, it was published on uh, UFO Digest. And um, I think, you know, probably a few days later, I, I get a I get a call from Chris and she's like, I'm getting all these emails and calls about people who have, who have, uh, you know, kind of had the same experience. What, in the same area? She's like, well, yeah, one guy was lived in that very same area. I'm like, wow, okay. And this is probably about 10 years later. Uh-huh. So, uh, but, um, you know, when I was doing my research, when I started really getting serious about trying to figure out what this thing was, I, I stumbled upon this old article in uh, one of the main local newspapers out of Toronto, 1978, I believe it was, they ran a story called the Toronto Tunnel Creature. And on the cover was this artist rendition of, of, of what the creature looked like. Mm -hmm. uh, judging by, you know, based on, on the, uh, witnesses, uh, testimony. And I'm like looking at this and going, wow, 
that looks exactly what I had seen. And, you know, minus the red eyes, I didn't see any red eyes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just assuming the red eyes are simply because of light reflecting off the eyes. Sure, sure. That, that, that detail finds its way into a lot of, a lot of cryptic yeah, stories. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no red eyes, no red eyes. But I mean, the, the actual, you know, image of this, I'm like, that, that's exactly to a T what, what I witnessed. And mm -hmm. I just, oh, wow, that's crazy. How, and then, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, how, how old uh, was the, uh, were the articles that you were, the article that you found? Like how, how 19th, far back did that? That was, um, well, you figured this was 2000, roughly 2000. So, so about 25 years later. Okay. Okay. All, almost 25 years later. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So it's yeah. got his, historical precedence. People mm -hmm. were describing this same creature 25 years prior to what, not just you, but multiple people. And this was 10, <laughs> 10, 10 years after the fact that you had even told your story and described it. All these other people yeah. describing the same thing. I mean, location was different, but the thing is, okay, I started thinking, okay, the possibility that this could be using the tunnel system mm. as a highway or yeah. a means of getting, getting around because these, these, these drainage systems and, and sewer systems and tunnel systems, they connect all over the place. Right. Right. And you never know, like, I, you know, I have to, I'd have to get uh, a governmental sort of, and there's a lot of things they're not going to give you. They don't want you to know that kind of information in fear of what you might do with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, so. the, the span of time too says to mm -hmm. me, um, breeding population, because if you are talking something mm -hmm. that's canine ish, something mm -hmm. in nature, um, that's mm -hmm. not living very long. I, I, I am no expert on cryptids or how long cryptids <laughs> live, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I have learned uh, looking at Bigfoot is that it would be theorized that they would live along the same life span as as a primate, yep. you know, the larger mm -hmm. apes, uh, you know, they, they can live up to, you know, 30 years, you know, so, so somewhere around there. Canine, mm -hmm. a canine cryptid of sorts is not going to be uh, long lasting. So we're talking like in the 70s up to the 2000s, maybe 10 years later. That that says to me, yep. there's, yeah, mo maybe more than one of these things, critters uh, crawling around the uh, the tunnel systems and sewers. I mean, I, I had uh, I had people like uh, Linda Godfrey, who is well known uh, for her uh, writings on the uh, the Michigan dog man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that, that sort of thing, uh, even comment saying that that kind of reminded her of a lot of, uh, cases that she had written about, uh, in there in Michigan. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, is it something that, that is easy to explain? Sure. Um, was it a sick animal? It could possibly have been, but it just, it just doesn't make sense uh it just doesn't it didn't compute what i what i witnessed and like i said i, I i've talked to many people like you know hunters uh, people work in zoos uh vets all sorts of people and they, they they just they shake their head and go you know um it doesn't make sense right and i was not you know 
on anything. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't, I was at work. I was going home. I, I had finished and that, and that was it. I might've been a little tired, but not that tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and you know. the, the, the detail that you said there, I, I don't recall you telling me that before. I'm sure you did, but it was just, uh, hmm. standing there for a good eight to 10 minutes. That detail in itself is yep. incredible. Exactly. Yeah. So, Whatever this thing was. And then after an eight to 10 minute standoff, it didn't run at you. It didn't attack you. It wasn't like assessing, okay, now I'm going to get this guy. It went down and, you know, went on its way. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, yeah, standoff. Uh, mm -hmm. We were just observing each other, you know, okay, who's going to make the next move? <laughs> you know, both. Okay. If I start walking, is this thing going to come, you know, down or run on the other side? go yeah. back to where it came from. I, I said, I'm not taking that chance because I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, so I stood there and I let him make the first move or it <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> you know, so. Well, thank you for telling mm -hmm. us the story. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, gosh, I, I sure hope you get some kind of answer at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even just Go ahead. It, it's yeah, it's an ongoing. Uh, yeah, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one of these days. <laughs> mm -hmm. What does your cohort think about that? Well, I, I mean, we we did a little uh, we did a little side thing uh, with the show. Uh, well, we have been called Nocturnal Night Shots, mm -hmm. and the very first episode that we did, we um, we went and visited the area where I had the experience, and we and I kind of laid out what had happened and uh you know uh got his thoughts about it. he's he's just like wow this that's just insane like it's i mean that's just not normal of course mm -hmm. it's not normal you know yeah. um to get sort of a fresh read and you know a few years later i think it was like seven what seven years later after it uh, had happened and uh trying to get a fresh sort of take on what might happen but yeah it, it just it, it just it just doesn't make any sense yeah agreed it's just one of those unexplainables i don't know shape shapeshifter shape shifting i i mean yeah <laughs> when to go when <laughs> you go? start going down that road you got a lot <laughs> no. of options yeah. yeah yeah uh but uh you know there's something kind of cool about the mystery of it too so maybe it'll just stay there for now just the mystery <laughs> yeah or you just created a, a whole, you know, you're gonna you're gonna bring a, a brand new cryptid mainstream, like. Uh, well, like I like I like the things that. Went, well, I coined it the, oh, the Credit River creature. The Credit River creature. Ooh. The Credit River creature. You know what? You should write the book. You've already done the research. I've already started. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Uh, Cats out of the bag. Coyote man is out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the bag. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, thank you again so much. Um, we are uh, getting close to the final segment here. So okay. let's uh, let's go ahead and, well, did you have anything else uh, that you wanted to, to share since we've got, you know, you've got the stage here, any other just strangeness, um, anything coming up for Nocturnal Frequency Radio that you want to share? Uh, this would be a good spot to do so. Um, well, you know, uh, season 16 is unfolding still. I mean, we haven't uh, reached the halfway part. Um, 
but we're we're looking to um i think this year coming having a gathering for the people who listen and might be a part of it in some way or or another and uh sort of a you know, we, we were going to do it last year, but unfortunately things just got too busy and we just, we weren't able to do it, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking to uh, have that and, uh, you know, get to get to know people a little better and, um, say thank you to everyone who's supported the show over the years. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, look out for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, guests are always, uh, our priority and, uh, we're, we've got a we've got an interesting lineup uh, in 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 the uh, on the bench, if you will, that we're going to announce soon, hopefully. So, ooh, waiting in the wings. Uh, yep, yeah, waiting mm-hmm. in the wings. Very nice. <laughs> well, I very much look forward to it. All right, Steve, it is time for uh, final questions, final mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, you, you already answered one, dang it. You're so intuitive. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll ask one on the fly. But um, first question I've got for you, uh, my, my, my hop fans out there are going to love this one. Uh, Steve, you are yep. a bit of a beer connoisseur. I love my craft beer. <laughs> well, since that is the case, uh, would you recommend to us uh, your, your top three go-tos? Wow. Oh man. <laughs> uh, oh, there's just so many and I, I don't know, go to, I, uh, I always find myself no matter what, going back to whatever, how things change. I always go back to the alchemist, um, Hedy toppers, the alchemist, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's one of the originators of, of, um, you know, the haze, hazy, um, New England style East Coast uh, IPA. I, I just it, you can never go wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of my top uh, three for sure. Um, oh God, there's there's so many. That <laughs> uh, just really is. It, it's it's it's, it's just fascinating. That, it's it's that wasn't a fair how, question to ask you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just fascinating how 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 it's changed over the years like in the past five to ten years it's it's just like wow it's it's so different than than it was um when i when i sort of i've i've been uh i I guess experimenting with 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 craft beer for years but Mm -hmm. especially uh with american uh craft beer because here here it was a little bit more liberal and it was kind of hard. They were kind of staying safe with, you know, you know, going with the go-to that people, you know, the, you know, the, the English pale ales and, you know, the loggers and st- stuff that they knew people would enjoy and all that kind of, and keep coming back for. And, pe- you know, afraid to sort of venture out and, and try new stuff. And, and I found that when it, things started to explode in the U.S., um, so did I, I guess, really. I mean, you know, Pliny, for instance, I, there, there's oh, another one, Pliny, Pliny, yeah, there's, Pliny. there's another, you know, uh, I wish I was on the West Coast a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Pliny. Pliny, uh, I, I was, uh, I was um, uh, you know, lucky enough to visit Russian River. 
and uh, get some fresh Pliny. And uh, man, I'm telling you, what, what an experience that was. <laughs> man, yeah, Pliny, uh, I, I only could get it uh, when we were in California. Mm-hmm. And stupid me, I didn't stock up because it was, it, it's by far, <laughs> like, I remember this beer and mm-hmm. it's been like five years since I've had it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just excellent, excellent beer. Um, yeah. And so I was so sad when we moved to Louisiana and I realized, oh, I, I can't, I can't even get it. I can't get it here. Yeah. Very sad. And of course it's not, not up here where we're at in Washington either. So, yeah, I miss it. I'll well, make you, a special trip down. You, you got lots of good stuff out there. I, I mean, like, a, you know, even when you were down in Louisiana, yeah, Parish, Parish, there's another Parish has some really good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, like I said, I've I've been all over, especially the U.S. when it comes to craft beer. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, and that and the paranormal, and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i heard you you telling a, a funny story about crossing the border one time to come down to <laughs> to to investigate and yes. uh, the, the fella at the border was uh oh uh, yeah thought it was rather interesting <laughs> yeah he's uh you know I, i've got a few but i mean that that one in particular we were we were going over to uh a place in just uh in buffalo new york a mm-hmm. uh, small little uh, museum called Iron Island Museum. And um, we're, we're crossing over. And of course they ask you, you know, you know, where are you going to uh, Iron Island? He goes, that's a love joy, right? I go, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing there? Ghost hunting. I, I said ghost hunting on purpose because I knew, I knew he would, he would, it was bait. <laughs> and and sh- sure, sure enough. He, he, you know, he double takes and he's like, ghost hunting. And then he starts going on about all this, all the shows. And yeah, I love this and love that. And then he's like, my dad lives in, in, in Lovejoy. I never knew that place was haunted, you know, and just, it was okay. Yeah. Have fun. See you later. <laughs> you know? Go on through. You're good. Yeah. 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 I've, I've got a few that will just make you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> yeah well i'm curious do you still get that reaction these days you feel like it's such an over flooded uh, market or community i guess but do you still get kind of like huh you know kind of reactions yeah all, all the time i mean um, yeah. you know when people find out that uh i i investigate the paranormal they're very intrigued um and want to know if it's like tv um you know, is, is it true with it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And when, when they find out that, uh, you know, I, I host a radio show that deals with the paranormal, primarily the uh, paranormal, they're really intrigued. Yeah. I, I get it all the time. I, I still do. And, um, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We went off the rails here in these, uh, the final <laughs> segment. All right. Uh, next question I got prepared for you. Uh, what is that one experience? piece of evidence or story that you have been told that haunts you to this day what do you think wow. back on? i think i think about um there's a there's a place called the blue ghost tunnel and this is uh by a place called the welland canal it's like the pa- panama canal but for the great lakes it's called 
the um, well and canal. And in the early days, um, they were trying to figure out the proper channels, if you will. So they were constantly building these uh, these these canals to better serve the area. And by this tunnel, uh, there was a grave, like a cemetery. And um, years ago, uh, they they were going to they, they had to move the people in that cemetery to higher ground because what they were going to do is they were going to flood the area to make a reserve a reservoir. And when, when you, when you, uh, you know, you're telling people um, you're going to have to move your de dead loved ones, um, you know, and back then a lot of them just didn't have the money or they weren't able to make contact. They didn't know how to make contact or who, whatever. And what ended up happening was they flooded the area and there were still um uh coffins grave grave like resting spots left and to this day you can you can go there and when when they when they lower the reservoir you can see the tombstones popping oh. out you know and and i sit there and i think to myself wow like who would ever think that this would ultimately happen to what's supposed to be your final resting spot right so i don't know it's that in itself has always kind of haunted me oh well, yeah. i better pick a good spot <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah but anything it shows you anything can happen but um yeah it's just it just brings chill like going there and you know investigating and and um and researching it just it's it's just very haunting very atmospherically haunting um you constantly no matter what uh you could you, you it, it could be you you could have visited this location hundreds of times you still get those chills mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's very chilling I had yeah. no idea such a, a place existed. That is mm -hmm. quite a chilly uh, story or, you know, mm -hmm. just information to leave us with. My gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, final question for you, and then uh, we're going to yeah. wrap it up. So mm -hmm. this, this one is on the fly. Um, I, I guess I'm just curious, um, just for you personally, like, like we talked about, investigating and you, the 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 level of evidence that you have captured and kind of how you've progressed through throughout not not growing more cynical but more you know like like just skeptical of it because you have to be mm. um and that is awesome and that is a must but i'm just curious mm. for you personally what is it going to take to be fully 100% on board yes this is real Yes, like like, what is it going to take? Is it going to take like a like like scientific acceptance? Is it going to take a certain piece of evidence and just just the right time and just the right thing is said? Like, what's where's that draw that line that you draw? Well, I mean, like it, it's hard. It's um, 
because science, um, I keep saying to myself again, is man-made is fallible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the end all be all. Um, and yeah, science can, can explain quite a lot. Uh, there's lots of stuff out there that we, we, you know, you, you have a situation that arises and you're like, Oh my God, this is, this is incredible. And then all of a sudden somebody comes out of nowhere and says, Oh no, this is, this is what that is. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. I guess you're kind of right. Um, I, I guess it, it it depends on what, what, what type of evidence it is. Uh, it depends on the circumstances. Um, I, I, don't don't get me wrong. I I wholeheartedly believe there's something going on. I really do believe it. I I, I I've had things happen to me that I I to this day I can't explain, yeah. and I've I I have some evidence that um, begs to to scream and and says, "Look at I'm 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 proof in the pudding," mm-hmm. but publishing it and saying well look i got proof of the paranormal i i I just don't feel comfortable doing that Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh you know what i'm on board for anything i really am Kristen. i i i really am i i you know i because i've been i don't want to say inundated but i've i've had so many people contact me uh with emails and messages and all sorts of things can you explain this to me? Look at, I, I, I captured this on my, on my camera. I captured this and I hate to say to people and say, look at, this is what that is. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't, I don't like being like that, but it just, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to come off and say, look at, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, yeah, you, you really do have, uh, proof there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really want to be genuine in my answer, uh, and what I, what I think it is because that's what they're asking. And, um, I have to say like, you know, even, even, you know, I, you know, I'm still learning, obviously, um, 99% of what things, what things present themselves as being paranormal aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what makes it so beautiful that that 1% is a reality. And that's what really excites me. That 1% that you can do whatever you want to explain it, but you just can't. Yeah. And it's, it's there. It's there. I, I've had it happen to me several times, you know, and, and I think that's what we really, everybody needs to center on. And, uh, Unfortunately, it's kind of hard because of the, you know, you know, the excess amount of media and, um, you know, TV coverage. And I I, I think people have a hard time uh, deciphering the difference between entertainment and realism. Right. Um, And I think that's what's hindering a lot of what's going on now. And I think maybe that because I've worked on both sides. I work, worked, I've worked in television and, and I've been on TV shows and I've, I know what reality TV is all about. And, you know, it, I guess that kind of hampers the way I look at things too, but 
don't get me wrong. I, I do believe, uh, I do believe a lot of stuff is going on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, you know, that's a good point. Like a personal experience, having something happen directly to you, that, mm-hmm. that can be all it, it takes. And then mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of off on this whole lifetime quest to, mm-hmm. okay, what mm-hmm. was that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well yeah. said. All of that was well said. Um, where, uh, Steve, would you like to send my listeners to follow you, to listen to the show? Well, if you want to listen, watch the show, you can go to well, YouTube, uh, Nocturnal Frequency Radio. Um, you can find, if you want to listen to it, uh, audio on Tuned In. Uh, it's on Tuned In along with the New Visions Radio Network, uh, newvisionsradio.com. And, uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook, Steve Jenner, G-E-N-I-E-R, easy. And, oh, Southern, Southern Ontario Paranormal. Uh, you know, we did have a website. It's under construction, but uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, Southern Ontario Paranormal Society. So many places to find you. Mm. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, sir. And to wrap today's show, would you like to leave us with any final thoughts, words of wisdom, or a piece of advice? don't give up keep searching keep looking for the unique the unusual the mysterious because it's there no matter what you think you know you may have thought it's disappeared it's not it's there it's hiding find it Steve Janier, host of Nocturnal Frequency Radio, uh, the mind behind Southern Ontario Paranormal Society. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Steve for appearing on the show today. Ladies and gents, add Nocturnal Frequency Radio to your Sunday evening must-dos. It's a fantastic show, tons of great guests, great information. And just a really cool community that they've got going over there. So I do hope to see you guys in the chat on their next broadcast. Learn more about my guest at the links that I've provided below. And definitely check out the link to the evidence that Steve and his team captured of the ball. Trust, dudes. It's pretty interesting. If you enjoyed today's guest, rate the show five stars or give the episode a thumbs up. Yes, depending on wherever you are catching it. Be sure you are following the show on any of the socials and subbing to the channel on YouTube at Paranorm Girl Pod. It's pretty important that you do so when a giveaway of this magnitude is at stake. What do you mean, Kristen? What? What is this magnitude? What giveaway? How do I submit to win whatever it is? Well, I am so glad you asked. As you well know by now, because I've been shouting it from the rooftops, Manscaped recently released their Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. And because they are super cool, they sent me an extra one of these bad boys to give away to my precious listeners. Here is how to win. Number one, you gotta sub or already be subbed to the Paranorm Girl channel on YouTube. Number two, you're going to comment under a season six guest episode of your choosing either something very specific that you learned from my guest or thoroughly enjoyed about them being on the show. 
And lastly, you got to message me via social or email and say, did it, or it is done, or Ramvahu kaha kahu, or, <laughs> you know, whatever you want. I, t- I don't know. I don't care. I just need you to message me either on social or email. That will help me track entries and will also be how I will get a ship to address. Should it be winner, winner, chicken dinner for you? Woohoo! All right. Easy enough. Be subbed on YouTube. Comment under a season six guest episode. Message me privately. That's it. The clock starts mm, now and ends on December 24th at midnight. Now, why am I giving you so much time to win this giveaway? Because you have more than one chance to win each season six guest episode that you comment something learned or something fabulous. That right there is another entry, folks. Again, that's an additional entry per guest episode, you guys. Go out and beat the odds. And listen, ladies who tune into the show, I personally love using this trimmer. I love it. It doesn't have to be just for the fellas. Know what I'm saying? Okay. Let's start a friendly little end of year competition here, listeners. All right. Get out there. Get listening. Get watching. Get commenting and spreading some paranormal end-of-year holiday feel-good cheer. And tune in next week for a cheat code that'll get you more entries. May the hairiest person win. That is a wrap for us today. I will catch you guys back here Tuesday. Until then, stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open.